Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I'd like to talk to you about tack, saddles, and equipment. We're going to cover bits and everything, but I'd like to start with saddles. Saddles is very much a personal choice, but I can promise you quality matters when it comes to saddles. An average barrel saddle of good quality can can cost anywhere from $1,500 to $3,000. And it does pay to have a good quality saddle. One for how they're made and two for how they fit a horse. And the most important thing is that it does fit your horse. Um, Not all horses can fit in a standard quarter horse bar. Um, Some need wide, extra wide, some need semi. There's just all different sizes and widths and you really do need to fit your horse first before it's just a pretty saddle or a saddle you feel comfortable in. Um, In my clinics I've ridden in mini saddles because I get to uh, get on the riders uh, horses in the afternoon and everything from Codwells, Ammerman, Double J's, Sharon Camarillo's, Martha Josie's, Flex Trees, Treeless like Bob Marshall's you name it and I personally have I used to ride in um, Sharon Camarillo saddles or quartz in the um, 90s in Colorado and then I switched to Bob Marshall original treeless barrel saddles in 2000 because they fit more horses and as a horse trainer I found 90% of the horses that came through my barn had a different back and it was just a saddle that I felt I could fit to just about every horse. Occasionally I would have to change my thickness of my saddle pad or possibly add a shim but that would be on horses that we were trying to develop their top line and fix their back um, through riding and chiropractic work. So um, you often, you just can't expect one saddle tree to fit every saddle. You've got 14 hand to 16 hands, skinny, wide, no wither, big withers, that type of thing. Um, so anyways, I did have a Tammy Key by Circle Y for a while, but it was a little stiffer than my Bob Marshall and it fit my horses with higher withers than my ones without. So again, um, it just kind of depends on on what you like but the Bob Marshalls is what I've had my best luck with uh, for my horses Um, I like the regular hanging stirrups I don't like the forward ones I think the forward ones are probably good if you have a free running horse that you need more rate on and you want to sit deeper but the regular hanging stirrups are great for in my opinion so um, uh, you can always uh, adjust your stirrup length as well and be certain that your saddle seat size is important too because all of that, um, too big a seat, too long a stirrups, your balance is going to get behind your horse and too short a stirrups, too small a seat, it's going to throw you over the withers. So all of that matters too in your saddles. When you pull your saddle off your horse, you should not have dry spots unless you had a a part of your saddle pad that had air air holes Um, otherwise it should be wet completely when you're fitting a saddle to your horse you can throw it on their back um, with uh, with just the saddle and if it sits balanced um, 
level it probably fits pretty good you can put your hand under it and push down in the front and the back and feel if there's any pinching areas but if it's it's pointing downward it's probably too wide if it's pointing upward it's probably too narrow um, there are saddle fitters out there that can help you um, fit your horses and some feed stores I mean saddle stores tech stores will let you haul your horse in there and try different models on your horse and sometimes you can find a friend at a barrel race to let you try saddles on as well um, saddle pads I like a lot of them out there um, I have five stars best ever professional choice um, again I use a thinner uh, even Navajo blankets with my treeless saddles on some horses, but I like a thinner pad for my wider horses. Um, I might go with a thicker pad for my um, more narrow, uh, higher withered type horses. But um, you just have to kind of know what you like. Um, there's definitely a lot of options out there, and those are some brands that I have have used and and really like so um so that's pretty much it on saddles and saddle pads um it's very important and so is placement of your saddle when you put it on i kind of put it up a little bit forward on the shoulder and wither and then i wiggle it back into place so that when i pull up my cinch i can get two to four fingers between my horse's uh leg front legs and the cinch and then that's usually a good Place to know that it's in the right place um, as far as bits go because obviously if a saddle is too far forward it can soar their um, shoulders and also put you in the wrong position on their back as well but uh, as far as bits go I'm not a person who's going to go to a bigger bit um, to control my horse um, I'm going to start out in a training bridle pretty much on anything that comes in my barn whether it's a little s-hack side pull or beetle hack or an o-ring or a d-ring or a full cheek two-piece or three-piece mouth depending on what they like um, smooth or twist again depending on if they're soft or leaning on me um, I like the three-piece dog bones um, but yes if I'm using a, a just an o-ring simple two-piece twist I, I want to start there and just see what buttons my horse has you know can I flex the face laterally vertically um, yield the shoulder all of that so for training bridles during the week I'm gonna throw on some split reins and just the lightest bit I can find and if that's an o-ring or a side pull that's what I'm going to do all my dry work and my slow work in as far as my favorite competition bridles, um, I again will run as light as I can. I've had horses I can run in my career in just the beetle hack, just the S hack, um, and also an O-ring combo with just a little nose band. So a rope nose band. So that's my preference. But I have moved up to a junior cow horse or like the Charmaine James uh, Chappie, which um, is now the professional choice for charity bit, three-piece dog bone. That's one of my favorite step-up bits. It has just enough purchase for lift and just a little shank for rate and lift. And the bit slides just a little bit, so it's not a very harsh bit. And the dog bone is nice because it just works one side at a time. It doesn't have the nutcracker effect if you do have to use both reins, like a two-piece would. Um, 
And again, the two-piece is meant to be used more laterally instead of vertically, but um, again, it just depends on the horse and what they like. Um, I would like the Jim Warner hack if I need a little bit more rate than the S hack or Beetle would give me. Um, again, I, I really have a horse that is really broke to body and legs, so my rein cue should be light. But then again, if I'm getting calluses and an O-ring, I'd rather move up to something with a little bit more of a lifter bit with a little bit of shank to get control with my horse. If I have a horse that I need to stand up going into the turns, I like the Carolina Bit D11 with a thin two-piece twist. I feel like I can keep a chargy horse from pushing through me with that. Um, but otherwise, I'm going to stick with that dog bone three-piece um, futurity bit and just use that if I have a horse that maybe I just have to help them a little on the finish of the turn or guiding in my turns. Um, so for me, um, bits don't train horses nor do tie downs or martingales or draw reins. I'd rather take the time and teach my horse to give to my rein pressure than using band-aids to get there faster or whatever because I'm looking, um, I'm looking to want to have a horse feel a complete release of pressure when they give me the right answer and sometimes a tie down or a martingale or a draw rein is not going to give you that. So, um, you know, I, I'm not against them on a finished product that has all the buttons in the world, but oftentimes when people come here in tie downs and martingales, it's because their horses are not broken the face laterally or vertically. If you're needing it to fine tune your horse when you're adding that last half second of speed, I get it. Um, but again, this is on a, a horse person who knows what they're doing. It's not just because um, the horse is not broke or not manageable um, otherwise so so again you just kind of need to know why you're doing what you're doing so um, as far as competition reins go um, I like the uh, the leather reins that look like English reins I don't know how you explain them but they kind of have like that weaved into it I also like the leather um, barrel reins that have the suede over them I like those too and sometimes for kids the knotted reins are good because you can tell them to put their hands on the knot or you can tie a knot in their rein or put masking tape or duct tape on there um, rein length's important um, when you pick up your competition reins and you're standing still they should just barely touch your saddle horn with the chin strap engaged um, they may even need to be shorter on a very high-headed horse that when they lope circles is extremely collected and your reins all of a sudden are behind your saddle horn again. Um, or if you have a very low-headed horse, they could be maybe an inch longer and touch your saddle horn. But generally, you, rein length is a big situation with people. If you get your reins too long, your hands are going to get high. They're going to end up in your chest or your thigh or over the barrel instead of in that nice little six inch box. They should be in front of your saddle horn, not higher than your saddle, not lower than your wither and not crossing your withers, but just in a nice little six inch box where you can only need to move your hand an inch at a time to be able to communicate with your horse. So that's really important. Um, so again, I guess if I was to pick my five favorite bits, um, I'd say I'd start with the O-ring, then I would go to like the S or Beetle Hack. Um, I'd go then to like the, um, I do like the Hollis or the uh, Futurity bit that I mentioned in just a smooth chain too, if you have a horse um, that 
uh, likes, you know, a chargier horse or a nervous horse, a, a chain can be very smooth for them and very calming. So, so those are my step ups. So we have our O-ring, we have our side pulls, then we have the futurity bit, like the Hollis. Um, and then if I was going to step up, I might do like the, um, Ed Wright combo or the D11 from Carolina bits. Um, and then and for kids, I even like the million dollar combination bit with the short shank, um, just because horses can be a little stronger for kids. As long as the kids learn to have good hands, that's important as well. Um, so anyways, I, I'm not a big fan of the pole bridles with the wire over the pole. I, I do have the uh, Loomis and... Um, What's the other one? I, I, they they have a little bit of slide to them, but they only slide halfway, not over the pole um, for the draw type bits. So I have the simplicity as well. I think that's a, is that a goose tree? Mm. So anyways, there, I have a variety of bits like most people, but I stick with my five main ones. Start as mild as possible and only go up as needed. And again, that's just for a quicker pinky response in competition, but always go back to your lighter stuff, um, during the week for your slow work. And um, even if you do compete in a tie down, I'd recommend pulling it off for your slow work during the week and getting into your split reins and your lighter bit for your going back to basics and suppling and body collection and such during the week. Um, leg boots are very important. Um, I like bell boots to protect the coronary bands, combination boots or polo wraps. Be certain you know how to use a polo wrap. Um, I like them on the front and the back. I've seen horses step on themselves in the back feet um, just as easy as they can bump themselves in the front. Um, if you have a horse that runs pretty hard and they've been able to tip a barrel here or there, use those shin guards. It's better to feel confident and safe than worrying about your knee. Uh, helmets definitely are a good thing if you are at all concerned about your safety or ground conditions. Um, it's a, a good thing to do that too. As far as whips go, um, over and unders and quirks are probably the ones I use the most in my life, except when I'm running maybe in a small indoor, I might use a little bat just because I need to be quicker with tapping out of a barrel turn or on the run home. Um, but whips should be used correctly. They should be used with a loose rein forward and your body staying forward as you whip and stride with your horse not sitting back or pulling back or looking for your whip all of those things will cost you time and confuse your horse so be sure you're doing it properly some horses do better if you just get up two hands and smooch at them and drive them with your legs and with light driving um if you're going to whip, try to, you can even just swish like a jockey alongside. You don't even really have to make hard contact. Sometimes our adrenaline will take over. Same with spurs. If you're going to wear spurs, know what you're doing um, with spurs. I preferred the sidewinders, which are just little inside type spurs, or I do the bumper spurs, and I'd even put some vet wrap on them if necessary. But always use your calf first, then your heel, and then you can push your spur into them if you need it. Spurs are not meant to be jabbed or kicked into your horse. They're just used to back up your leg. So if you don't know how to use spurs correctly, you shouldn't be wearing them. Um, cinches, 
I use the neoprenes the most just because in Florida summers they're the easiest to clean and dry to use them again the next day but some horses prefer the what do you call like the the sheepskin the wool or the felt cinches if they're more of a sensitive skin you they may even like the mohair so you just kind of have to know what your horse is like but by all means keep them clean don't swap them out between a lot of horses or you could get a problem with fungus and such so uh, same with saddle pads make sure you're cleaning them and giving them time to dry and such so I covered a lot in 16 minutes um I kind of went over it quickly. I definitely can send you pictures and answer your questions more in depth in my virtual group. Um, so if you're interested in more info, just reach out to me. But those are my favorites over the last um, 28 years and what's been successful on my personal horses and clients' horses. And I've seen huge changes in clinics. Um, I'm not a big bit, bit changer in a clinic. I'm more, you know, looking at the horse and the rider um, as a team, but there will be a time where I'll make an adjustment. Um, I didn't talk about the sliding bits um, as far as one wrinkle or two. I'll start with no wrinkle or maybe one wrinkle, and I always start with about two fingers um, worth of space in my chin straps as well. I may go up a wrinkle or to one finger if I need it but I don't get overly tight with my chin straps or the wrinkles I want my horses to be comfortable but responsive so I try to find a comfortable place for them so I hope that helps you on um, which uh, bits and saddles and such I use um, a little bit more on the saddles a lot of them have patterns now and they'll fit your horse based on their patterns I think you can um, you know, there's people out there who do saddle fitting. You can also, with some of them, they'll send you uh, drawings or measurements so you'll know as well. But anyhow, um, again, always fit your horse first and you second. Um, and just bits is not, shouldn't be complicated. I know there's a hundred bits in the in the tack store but a bit is just simply something that you're comfortable in your horse is comfortable in and gets you with the lightest um, cues the effect that you're looking for so there's a bunch of fancy ones on the on the uh, market I've ridden in most of them the sixes and the fives and the uh, molars and I'm not even saying that name right um, but I've ridden in many, many, many brands out there. Um, but you know, it just, it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Um, just find something simple and that works. I mean, it's, you know, you've got a purchase, you've got leverage from your shank and you've got your slide and then you have your mouthpieces. So just find something and having your, your, um, tack room, you know the different ranges from mild to medium to more severe I'm not a big port person I have used one pieces with low ports before some horses like them it's you know some people call them correction bits if they have a big port um, but again it's something I've never really had to do because I spend so much time on my basics and my drills I can go really light and I prefer it that way so thanks for tuning in and as always ride with heart